You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Scripture says, call unto me, and I'll show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. God wants his people to talk to him. Prayer is the word ateo. It means to ask, to crave, to desire. Daniel made it very prayer that confession is not prayer. He said, I made my confession and my prayer. I spend time and I have to make sure that my heart is right and that's what we do, we confess to God. That's preparation of heart for prayer. But what prayer is, is asking God specifically. Ye have not because ye ask not. God wants us to ask. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. God wants to ask, and so what people say, well, pastor, I really don't pray much for myself. I pray for the needs of others. Well, you're missing out. God wants to bestow his blessing on his children. And we have a tremendous illustration of that in Jabez. Jabez is introduced here in 1 Chronicles in chapter number four. And the Bible says, Jabez, verse nine, was more honorable than his brethren. There was something about the character of Jabez. I think it's very foolish for us to be uh, drinking our liquor and our wine and uh, living in a fast lane and they'll say, now God bless me. No, we're rebelling against God. God says, don't look on the wine. Don't touch the wine. Don't give it to your neighbor. And then we say, and one of the big movements in America right now in our churches is uh, wine's okay. No, wine is still a mocker. And strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I must live my life by the grace of God in such a manner that there's nothing between my soul and my Savior. Now, because I'm human and because throughout the day I fail, I have to confess that to God. But friend, I want to have my heart so right then that I can come boldly to the throne of grace. God wants Hebrews chapter, he wants me to come boldly to the throne of grace. Why do I get interest to the throne of grace? Because I'm accepted in the beloved, Ephesians 1. I'm his child. God wants to give. It's a thrill to be a father and a thrill to be a grandfather. And though I'm not rich, my kids, our grandkids have a need. I'm going to try to meet it. I'm going to try to do what I can because that's our family. And, and I'm supposed to be the patriarch of the family. And I'm supposed to be the one that helps the family. I, I try to pray, I try nothing, pray daily for my family. And daily, daily for all of our children. And the Bible makes it very clear with Jabez, he was honorable. Now let's get our life in a condition where we're so right before God that we have at least the opportunity to come. God doesn't always answer my prayers like I expect him to. Sometimes God changes my heart to match his heart. You've seen that in this property. We moved into this building 12 or 13 years ago last August. 
And for all those years, we were over the other property. And for 31 years, God never let us move over here. And God never gave us expanded facilities. And then God did it. Uh, on my timetable, no. On this, I never, I never really asked much for this property. 43 years ago, I was going up and down what is now called Montague Expressway, and I was praying for that property and asking God from 101 to 880, we need a piece of property here, God. We, I'd stay in front of a, this property here, farmland, and I'd say, now, Lord, this is the property. I prayed God for it. I sent certified letters to everybody. Most of it was owned by Pacific Railroad. But I sent letters all up and down Montague from 101 to 880. Lord, this is it. I, I can remember seeing this is the property right here. I'd fast for it. I'd beg God for it. I prayed for it. It never came. But you know what God did? God had a better plan. And God wanted us to stay in Santa Clara. I would have moved us out of Santa Clara. Over here on the hills, off of Piedmont, if you look up there, there is a crevice in the the. Uh, 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 on, on, the, on the hillside, huge crevice. And a realtor said, Pastor, perfect place for a church. On this hillside overlooking the valley, and I figured it all out. I met with an architect. We could sink big pillars in, and we could bridge that gap over here to over here. You talk about a dumb idea. To this day, I look up there and think, thank you, Lord, for not letting us move there. I'd go up there and pray, oh, God, I think this might be it. What do you think? Lord, it is it. Go ahead, go ahead, buy it, give it to us. God never did. His way is perfect. I can't explain why it took us 30 years to get a radio station. I can't explain that. And in one day, almost 100 stations, about probably 80-some on the first day, without making a phone call, God did that. God does those things. And just because God doesn't answer on your timetable doesn't mean he's not going to answer. Jabez was an honorable man. And the Bible says this honorable man uh, more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez because I bear him with sorrow. It didn't look like he was going to bring much to the family. He, his name actually means I'm, gonna, I, I'm brought sorrow. But you know, God can change anything. God can take a stutter by the name of Moses who cannot speak before the people. But God raised him up. And he said, Mr. Moses, Moses stuttered and said, God, I can't speak. Can't do that. I'm not pleased making fun of anyone. But God said, who made your mouth? I've chosen you. You're going to go stand before, you're going to stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. I'm going to raise you up. Gideon, he's hiding behind the wine press. And there he was working with the grapes and he's hiding behind that. And God says, you're a mighty man of valor. He's afraid of his shadow. God raised him up. David was the runt of the family, but God raised him up. God can do anything. And here's Jabez, man of sorrow, and yet Jabez called on the God of Israel. Jabez called on the God of Israel. You and I are either calling upon ourselves or we're calling on somebody else or we're calling on the government or we're calling on God. I stick with calling on God. And God says, call unto me and I'll show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. My question was, when was the last time for your life you asked God for anything? To consume it upon your own lust, James? No. You don't ask to consume.
I need this, I need that, I need this toy, I need that toy, I need all this for myself. But his prayer was this, watch it now. And I think you'll be surprised with the prayer. Oh, that God would bless me. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the word bless or blessed is an interesting word. It just means to be uh, happy me. God, would you just happy my heart? I'm a man of sorrow. My name is Sorrow. And the family, uh, my, my mother named me Sorrow. I, God, I want you to happy me. I want you to bring a peace and a calm and a happiness in my heart. Uh, to be blessed means to be thankful. To be blessed means to be happy. To be blessed means that God, God is important in your life. And he said, I'm going to ask God for your blessing on my life. Sometimes some of you in your families, you use the word for prayer for dinner or breakfast or lunch. You say, will you say the blessing? Will you say the thanksgiving to God? And you're looking at that food and you're very happy of it. And thank God for that good meal from McDonald's that mother made tonight. Just kidding, ladies, just kidding. But you know, blessing the Lord for the food, and we should, is immediate. But God wants to do far more than just give us this day our daily bread. And Jabez prayer because God answers the prayer. It was an evil prayer. God could not answer it. But God, he said, God, I want you to bless me. I want you to pour your blessings upon my life. And isn't it amazing what he says? Look what he says. That thou would bless me. What's the next word after me? That thou wouldest bless me. What's the word? Indeed. The word indeed means big and expansive. What are you asking God that he would bless you for? That's big. Thank God for the meal. But what's big? I mean, what's greater and bigger? Thank God for the nourishment of food. Does God want to bless you with perhaps God's chosen not to give you children? That's his plan. Perhaps you want children. Could God bless you with children? Yes. Could God bless you with health? Yes. Could God bless you with strength? Yes. Could God bless you with wisdom? Yes. Could God bless you with wealth? Yes, he can. As long as we're not consuming it upon our own lust. And here he says that there was bless me indeed. God, I'm talking about big. My prayer journal and I have so many wonderful pages that I look at. I was working with my prayer journal this morning. God's been dealing with me over the last few weeks about some things that are big, bigger than me. And I put those in finally this morning. I've been waiting on it. And I said, Lord, I want to put these in. I'll never show it to you. I'll never show it to anyone. My son-in-law knows if I die today of a heart attack, step one is to get my prayer journal and shred it. I don't want anybody to ever see it. I don't want anybody to see the pages that I have, small print of backslidden people that I love so much and I'm praying for. I've got a family right now. I know they're backslidden. I've not put them on for so long. It's about time. I know this week, unless there's a change, I've been looking for them this morning. I have to put their name on there. I've not wanted to. It grieves my heart. It wounds my heart. But I'm their shepherd. I'm their pastor. And they can't have a pastor pray for them. Who's going to pray for them? 
They're my sheep. That's my job. John chapter 10, Ezekiel 34, I'm to pray for my sheep. I'm going after the lost sheep. I'm to help the sheep. I'm to, to nourish the sheep. That's my job. I don't want anybody ever see their name on a prayer page that my pastor's been praying for me to get right with God. I say that because he said, Lord, will you bless me indeed? What brings blessing? What brings blessing? Israel. Blessing Israel. Genesis 12. God says, I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them that curse thee. God wants us to bless Israel. He tells us, pray for the peace of Israel. I have a little truck bought about a year or two ago. It's about 100,000 miles on it, and I sold it last month. And they might be here today. They said they'd come. Two Jewish young men bought it. They have a business, and they bought that truck. I said, you know, for me, it is such a privilege to be able to sell this truck to you. It's a good truck. It's a clean truck. Oh, it just, it was, it was a spotless little truck. It was a Chevy Ranger. Just trying to make both sides happy right here, right now. And I said, fellas, you don't know what an honor it is. I said, we support missionaries in, in Jerusalem. We pray for Jerusalem. We try to do whatever we can for Jerusalem. I want you to understand that God blesses America. God, I, 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 one of the blessings, they've had so many blessings, but we, we decided that at last six presidents said, I'm going to move the, the consulate <coughs> pardon me, to Jerusalem. No one ever did. We just moved it there. God says, because of a love for Jerusalem, he'll bless us. And he'll curse us if we don't stand with them. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's the word of God. I want the blessing of God. Well, then be good to Israel. You say, I don't know of anybody to give to. Then pray for Israel. That's God's plan. That's God's word. You know, if I want to get a blessing from God, I'm trying to set myself up. What should I do? I should tithe. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10. Prove me now. He's speaking of tithing in that passage. Prove me now. See if I'll not pour out a, a what? A blessing. God's people, and I know some of you now, this modern thing, give online. I'm not against that. We have it set up, and I'm glad you do that. I'm grateful for it. I just don't know how to do it. So I just give the old-fashioned way like some of you just did, an offering plate. But God will bless you for what you just did. God says, I'll bless you for tithing. So, man, I'll tell you what, I'm having the hardest time in my life, and I tithe. It doesn't mean that you're a life without problems. But blessing comes through Israel, and blessing comes through tithing. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5, I want to set my life up that God can bless me. And here's a way that God can bless me as you turn there. God blesses me and God will bless you as we consider the poor. Psalm 41.1, Psalm 41.1. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. You know, as we give, I'm not gonna give to someone so they can get liquor. 
drugs. But one of the reasons why last week 800, 700 people, whatever, we came in on buses, not all of them are poor, but many of them are. And we fed them lunches last week, and we fed and we gave things to them. Why? We want to consider the poor. Bless is he. I want to bless Israel because God said, I'll put blessing on you if you give to Israel. I'll put blessing on you if you tithe. I'll put blessing on you. I'll put enlargement upon you. I'll give you more if you'll be sure to carry, uh, care for, for the, for the uh, poor people. Uh, I know you're there, but Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. If I walk with wise people, God says, I'll bless you. If I walk with fools, you'll walk with people that are trading drugs, you're a fool. You'll walk with people that are getting drunk and stoned, you're a fool. You'll walk with people that are anti-God, you're a fool. God says, I cannot bless you if you hang with the wrong crowd. I was in Washington, D.C., and I heard our, our uh, chaplain of the, uh, the Senate and, and the executive branch and the Supreme Court, he, he's a, 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 a black, fiery preacher. And he preached in this meeting. The president was there, and senators were there, and uh, King Abdul was there from another nation, and several kings were there. People were there, and as, as he preached, he talked about the fact that I grew up in Baltimore without a dad. And my mother was a God-fearing woman. But one night, my, 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 my guys came by, my boys came by, my friends came by. And they said, Barry, go with us. Go with us tonight. And they said, I want to go. And my mother, I was like an 18-year-old boy, my mother said, you're not going, Barry. My buddies went, and I felt like a little wimp, a little sissy. And she went to Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 10. Because you ought not to walk with fools. She said, Barry, those boys are up to no good. They're going to get in trouble. He said, that night I'll never forget, because that night they never planned on it, but they killed a man. Had it never been the chaplain in Washington, D.C., I never had risen to the position in the military as I did and then come to be the chaplain and a preacher to the Senate and to the Congress and to the President and to the, the, the Supreme Court. He holds Bible studies four days a week, one day for senators and one day and congressmen and one day for the janitors and the police and the food services and one for day for the executive branch, whoever wants to come, at four days a week in Washington. God blessed him. Why? Because he listened to his mother and did not walk with fools. Look what the Bible says, how, how he'll bless us. In the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. God says, if you're poor in spirit, I'm going to bless you. Poor does have not anything that has nothing to do with money. God doesn't say poor in the wallet. He said poor in spirit. What is your spirit? It's my prevailing attitude. And so my, my prevailing spirit is poor in spirit. What is that talking about? I have a proper evaluation of myself. I know my strengths. And I have strengths. And so do you. And I know my weaknesses. 
and I'm stopped. When people try to take a weakness and make it a strength, I got overlooked for the CEO. I got overlooked for the this position. At the, I, I want to be the manager, and they overlooked me. I tell you what, I'm so ticked off. I'm going to HR, and I'm filing a complaint. No, I tell you why they overlooked you. That's not your strength. And if your strength is not to be the leader, but to be the support staff, then be the support staff. Stop trying to be something you're not. Oh, I love music. I have a degree in music. I love, and I, I just sing when I'm preaching, it's different. I'd love to come up here and sing a solo. I'd be scared to death. I could preach, I don't care. I can preach to a crowd, not be, after I get preaching, I'm not afraid. A lot of times there's a butterflies before you preach after all these years. I feel right at home right here. But may I tell you something? My strength is not a singing a solo. That's not where I have strength is. That's up to all these men and others that can sing and all these ladies in this church that can sing. That little girl, I remember just saying, I remember marrying her mother and dad. And I remember when the siblings were born, she was born. And now she's a professor in the college here. What a wonderful young lady, a married woman. What a wonderful lady. There was a day I knew how, in elementary child, I knew how to sing better than she did. But do you think I could stand up here and sing like, he's all I need when I just need someone. I can't sing like she can sing. That's not my strength. Blessed are the poor in spirit. God says, I'll bless you if you just have a proper evaluation of who you are. Stop thinking you're so important. He is. What's the second one he say? Blessed, blessed are they that mourn. They shall be comforted. God will bless you when you're mourning. You'll experience comfort like you've never experienced before. I really never knew what it was to lose a close loved one Oh, how we had our sweet niece that was close, that was killed in a car accident. That was close. That, that wounded my heart so much. But I never lost a sister or a brother or a mother or a dad. And I'd ask my wife so many times, I said, you were so young, your mother was so young when she died and left those eight kids. I said, you wrote the most beautiful poem 48 years ago on October 4th. He wrote the most beautiful poem, long, lengthy poem. Her mom died, and a few days later, the funeral, she had, in that period of time, she wrote this poem. And I said, your dad stood and spoke. I said, I I'm wondering, how, how could you? He goes, she goes, God gave me some grace that I never experienced before. May I say to you today, God says, I'll bless you when you're born. May I say that God blesses us when we're meek. What is meek? We have power, but we have it under control. We have power at work. We have power in the home. I'm the dad. Sit down and shut your mouth and listen to me. That's power, but it's not under control. Hey, woman, you listen to me here. That's power. You have the power, but you don't have it under control. And God says, I'll bless you when you're meek. You're going to inherit the earth. That's the blessing. I'm going to give you the earth. I'm going to comfort you. Verse number six, blessed are they which do hunger and third after, after righteousness. They shall be filled. Blessed are they on the merciful. 
They shall obtain mercy. God says, you're merciful. You show pity on others. God says, I'll be pitiful. I'll, I'll show pity and mercy on you. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. God doesn't want a dual life. God wants us to have a single, this one thing I do. Looking unto Jesus, that in all things, he might have the preeminence. He's number one, Colossians 1.18. God says, I'll bless you when I'm not third and fourth and tenth on the list, but when I'm number one, I'll bless you for that. When you're seeking first the kingdom of God, blessed are, ye, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. As you don't have a mother-in-law like I have. You don't have a sister-in-law like I have. Uh, you don't have a whatever it might be. God says, if you're the, be, go to work and be the peacemaker. Go to home and be the peacemaker. Don't stir up the trouble. Blessed are the youth group are the peacemakers. In the college, the police peacemakers. In the, in the ministry here, blessed are the, when I'm offended, people are neglecting me. Oh, you sound like the widows in Acts chapter 6 who were neglected in the daily menstruation and they caused division in the church because we have our rights. God says, won't you be a peacemaker? Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. He said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Rejoice, be exceeding glad. Look at that prayer, and I know that clock is ticked away, but what, what Jabez says, the, man, the boy of sorrow, I'm a sorrowful boy. God, I'm calling on you that you would bless me. Secondly, would you enlarge my coast? What was he asking for? Prosperity. He was not asking for prosperity to consume it upon himself. Lord, I just want more. I need more. I need more, 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 more. Some of you, God's created you to be a vehicle, a channel, a blessing on the pathway of life to others, to the work of God, to the cause of Christ. And God blesses you. God said, I'll bless the Jew that way. The, Jew, the Jewish people have the ability to make money, but it's not for themselves. It is to bless the nations of the world. And God perhaps has given you the gift of giving. That's a spiritual gift. That's salvation. He gives some. The gift of giving. Don't give that you might amass to yourself. Give that you might give unto others and to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Lord, I'm asking you that you would Enlarge my coast, my properties, my area, what I'm responsible for. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm asking God to enlarge our coast here in the city of Santa Clara, California. I'm asking for properties and buildings and things that, God, I'm still asking. I want you to do it. Why? That we might reach more for the And so he says, one, God, I want you to bless me. My second prayer is that you'd enlarge my coast. And third, I like this, that thy hand would be on me. Your hand, God, I want your hand to rest on me. There is an unseen hand to me that leads in ways I cannot see. God takes that on, he'll take that unseen hand, young people. He's going to lead you. Don't force it. Don't force where you're supposed to serve. 
God will show you. Don't force who you're supposed to marry. Don't force where you're supposed to be in the ministry, what you're supposed to. God, God, God will take his hand, boys. He'll, you high school boys, he'll take his hand. He'll, he'll, he'll guide you. We had a man, he comes in on Thursdays, flies over from Reno, a pastor. He was a member here when he was in uh, Indo High School in college. He's been a pastor for years over there. He's got three kids in our Christian college. Wonderful kids, just, just stellar. And he comes over and he preaches in chapel and he helps to run the Friday chapel service, teaches some classes. But you know the day came when Brother Ralston, the scouts were watching him as a teenager, a ball player. And then they began to watch him pitching in college. And they drafted him and signed him with the Atlanta Braves. And then God put his hand and said, Brother Randy, you have talent and you're a good pitcher and you're with a good organization at that time they, uh, that could make money, the Braves in Atlanta. But I don't want you to go there, son. I want you to marry this girl by the name of Carla. Her mom and dad have been raising her. Her mom and dad's a preacher, preacher's wife. They've been raising her for God. They've been raising her for you. I want you to leave that. I want you to go to Bible college. It was the days before our Bible college. They went to Bible college and they met and they married and they've been serving God for about 30 some years over there. That was God's hand directing that man. I know I'm out of time. Look at the fourth one. He said, oh, what's the first, first prayer? It's a fourfold prayer. Oh, that God would what? Bless me. Oh, that God would what? How? Indeed. Big. God, put your showers of blessing on my life. And then, Lord, that you would secondly enlarge my coast. And thirdly, that you would put your hand on me. See all the personal pronouns in this verse? And then watch number four. God, keep me from evil. That may not grieve me. God, I don't, I don't want sin. I don't want wickedness. I don't want corruption. Oh, God, would you keep me from evil with my mind, with my eyes? The Lord knows when I pray, I often do this, Lord. This mind up here today, keep it right. Keep it, keep it positive, keep it clean, keep it moral, keep it uh, not full of fear, but keep it that God you're able. Now I normally will say, now Lord there's not very much up here so don't let me lose any of it today. And then God these eyes may I see things out of your word that I should see that would help me. May I see people that have needs and God these ears I open my ears. I'll sing, Lord, you know, a lot of times, take my life and let it be. Take my ears, take my feet, take my eyes, take my hands, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee the stanzas are. And then I'll say, Lord, I, I want you to take my mouth. Seal it when it's supposed to be quiet. Seal my mouth, God, that I don't say anything I should not say. And open it when I should open it with wisdom. And then, God, I want you to take my feet. 
I want them to take me in paths of righteousness. And then, God, take my heart and take my life. Do you find, like with me, the old devil sits traps? Mr. Trevor, we're studying that with our people right now. God will set a, uh, the devil will set a trap to get you. And every day there's traps and the landmines that we have to watch and, and walk our way through. Because God wants to answer your prayer. The prayer that you begin with is salvation. Get saved. But then, child of God, there's nothing wrong with praying for yourself. I get to that first section of my prayer journal about page three, I'm guessing. After I've already been considering several things in my life, the first thing I pray is I want to be a man of God. I don't want to be a good husband first. I want to be a man of God. I didn't say I want to be a pastor. I want to be a man of God. The pastor thing comes way beyond the after my wife and after our kids. I want to be a good pastor. That comes a little bit later on my prayer journal. Now I've taken the letters of the alphabet A through Z. I get to that letter F. I want to be a man of faith. But you know what? Sometimes I have fear. People think, oh, pastor, boy, he just courageous and no fear. No, I have fear. And the devil tempts me with it. As you go through the journey of life, you young people, you're going to have more as you get older. You know, that's what Ecclesiastes 12 says. You'll have fear about a lot of things. You'll have fear of heights. That's a strange thing. There's certain things that invade your life as you get older. And potentially fear is one of those. How can I make it? What should we do? I've been to Washington, D.C. I closed many, I just thought many times. And if I'm with people, I always try to have them see a few things and Washington Monument goes up 555 feet. Nothing can be built higher than it because at the top it says, to God be the glory. No building can go, ever go higher than that. And they'll take an elevator up and it zips you up there and I get out and you can look out of all four directions, north, south, east, and west. I've gone there and I've looked. Oh, there's the White House and then, oh, there's Supreme Court over there. I go over I just look, no problem. The last time I went up the monument was probably about eight years ago or so. And I shot up there, Brother Steve, just shot up there on that elevator. And I thought, you know, I'm not liking this. And I got out and literally north, south, east, and west. Here's what I did. Punched the button, I went right down. I hate it up there. I'm never going again. I was preaching in Las Vegas. On Tuesday morning, I've gotten done preaching. The preacher said, we're going to take you up to the, I think it's called, I might be wrong, and I'm not trying to trap you, uh, I, 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 the stratosphere. Is that a building they have there? They have the roller coaster off the side of the building. And they took me up, and they were going to spend a lot of money on a lunch and you sit there, and it revolves around, and you revolve around the entire city. 
They said, Brother Trevor, we've got the best, the, the best table for you. We have chosen right by the window. <laughs> you have the closest. I said, no, sir. I sat down and I said, now, fellas, you eat there. Is there a spot over here? And I sat toward the middle of that thing. I ordered, got my food, and got out of there, and they were still up there. Things changed. And I want you to know that maybe it's fear that you have. A lot of us do. But God has not given us the spirit of fear. Oh, maybe height, I know all that. But, but if you're fearful about everything, that's not from God. Maybe, maybe your besetting sin is you talk too much. And you spread information you should not spread. God says, I want, I want you to be in a position where I can just pour down blessings upon you. And I want to enlarge your coast. And I want you to be kept from evil. I want my hand to be on you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.